Knights to the offensive zone to Donov. Between the legs, pass, White Cloud scores! Two goals for White Cloud! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Works to the middle, he shoots, he scores! What a move from Nidwa! Three to one, Golden Knights! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Uh, you are about to experience so the real reason why you listen to this show every day. It's not for the banter. It's not for the uh, expertise. It is because this is where the movers and the shakers of the hockey world hang out. As Brennan Brisson named to Team USA's Olympic squad for the Beijing Olympic Winter Games, will join us in a couple of minutes' time as uh, he participates in his... Uh, hockey season with the University of Michigan. He's going to take time away from that uh, to go to the Olympic Games. And that announcement coming down in uh, the last couple of hours. Also have significant all-star news to pass your way as uh, you join Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, and Chris Chapman here on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGK Insider Show. Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo uh, will be going to the all-star festivities on the Strip in Las Vegas along with head coach uh, Pete DeBoer. Uh, I mean, two big pivotal parts uh, of the franchise, and for Stone, I'm really excited uh, about uh, about this honor and this opportunity to represent the team as the captain. Yeah, it, it's a, a big time accomplishment for Mark Stone, and you know, you look at just how important and, and impactful a player he has been for this organization, the first captain in, in history on on the the one year anniversary of that announcement being made. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is a really huge honor for Mark Stone. And, you know, you talk about players that are entertainers, players that are going to fully embrace the moment. Mark Stone is definitely that guy. Uh, Stone, Petrangelo. Petrangelo has been to two uh, All-Star games before. Uh, this mm -hmm. will be uh, the second time that he's done it as a member of the home team. Uh, participated in the last All-Star festivities uh, in St. Louis, uh, where he served as the captain of the Blues. So it might be a little bit more old hat for him. Uh, we'll see how much the families can be around and so forth. Uh, talked about that uh, when we were discussing Pete DeBoer's participation. Uh, but there's also an opportunity, if you missed it, uh, for a third player from the Golden Knights to be on the Pacific Division squad. Uh, there voting for the final roster position on all four teams at NHL.com. You can go to NHL.com slash last men in and vote for the final player on each team. And Jonathan Marcheseau is on the list as the Vegas nominee to round out the Pacific Division squad. Uh, there's, there's a couple of players that you, that you could go like Chandler Stevenson would have been uh, great too because I had him in penciled in. To the fastest mm -hmm. skater competition, uh, but the the loudest talker, a most entertaining player. Uh, then you go in the realm of a of a Drew Doughty or a Jonathan Marcheseau, and Marcheseau gets the nod over Drew Doughty for trash talk. For for, for pretty good trash talk, just being able to talk and beak and and they keep dominate you, the game, keep you going. <laughs> yeah, I. I... I think Jonathan Marcheseau is probably the the funnier, but uh, part of me feels like uh, there's there's an element of Drew Doughty's trash talk that uh, in an All Star game would be pretty fun to watch too. I'm not saying that I want Drew Doughty in over Jonathan Marcheseau. I, I made it very clear it should be Jonathan Marcheseau, but um, I think they're they're on equal footing with trash talk for sure. Which All Star sweater that uh, they've been released today? There's the uh, light sweater. 
uh, very 19, early, early 80s-ish flavor for it. Uh, I, I, I could see Wayne Gretzky wearing the sweater, uh, that type of uh, traditional look and the reverse retro angle that, the, that they're trying to go for. And then there's the blue sweater, uh, which, which just pops. So, I mean, like, blue is my favorite color. I, I, if I'm going to pick one of the jerseys that I, I like more, it's going to be the blue jersey. I, I just love that color scheme. I, I love the, 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 I just love the color blue. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, like the, 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 the white jersey with the, with the red and the orange and, and, and that, that black shield logo, it is very much reminiscent of, of all star games past and, and, you know, when the orange shield used to make an appearance on the jersey, I, I, I get where you're coming from in that regard. They're, they are better than the ones for the last All-Star game. I agree with you there. Much, much better. Like, that was the ones in St. Louis were out there. Uh, they, they, they missed big time. I did like the fact that they had trumpets on them, but other than that, they really, really missed big time. Neon. No, no, the trumpets. I know, They're, but there was uh, some the neon. There was yeah, different colors. The, the, yeah. the, the white with the with the silver stripes. Yeah, just not. Yeah. I uh, I like I like. You guys the, don't like fun. No, you know what? They would have been better if they just had slapped jersey across the chest <laughs> and put twenty one stripes on it for all counties. And in, in, never mind. But well, you, you know where I'm going. It's the big shield on the front, and then you'll have the all star logo on one shoulder, and and the team that that you're representing. On on the other shoulder, and uh, and those are the the two sweaters. There, I saw them over at the the arsenal today. Uh, they're in stock if you want to grab one. And now you'll know that uh, that there'll be a sixty one participating. Uh, you know that there'll be a, a number uh, a seven participating, and who knows, maybe a, maybe a number eighty one. But uh, just got that they were they were molded in the in the category of the reverse retro uh, path mm-hmm. that that yep. we watched last year, and the, there were some some misses there, but there is more really solid uh, doubles and a couple of grand slams out of that. And if, if you think about it in that regard, the reverse retro, then, then I think, I think they capitalized exactly on what they wanted to, to make happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, listen, the, the St. Louis um, all-star jerseys were, were rough. Like they, they just were, uh, the Tampa ones, I liked the neon. I thought it was fun. It was it was different. It was unique. I'm all for it. The L.A. All-Star game, that was one of those situations where you draw on a lot of the different color schemes of uh, L.A. Kings jerseys, and you still have a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty timeless type of design. So, I, you know, I, I, I wish that the color scheme on the jerseys maybe matched the Golden Knights specifically a little bit more. Or, or the Vegas color scheme that, that's used in the NHL. But as as jerseys go, uh, these are going to look really sharp. And, and I think that that's part of this too. Like you, if you're a fan and you're going to buy an all-star game jersey, you want to be able to wear it. You want to want to have an ability to, to put it on at all different times. And I think what you get with, with these jerseys is, you know, jerseys that are going to look great as part of a kit on the ice and jerseys that will look great to wear out as well. So um, just simple. Simple classic is is kind of the words I would use to describe these these jerseys. Now these jerseys, I I I, I picture fans at T-Mobile Arena post All Star Game wearing. So do I them to T-Mobile Arena. Whereas I don't see anybody wearing those St. Louis ones at the games. I mean, they're no 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 no. 
and and that's a, that's a miss by the NHL because if people aren't buying the jersey, then obviously you, you, you're not getting the revenue. But I I see these ones. I can definitely see Mark Stone and and Alex Petrangelo All Star jerseys after the All Star game, and even next season when 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 people are buying their jersey, that's one that I could see people buying. And Ryan made the comment in hour number one, like these sweaters don't ooze Vegas. They don't. No, no but they're nice. But, but I love them. Yeah, they're I, nice looking I, shirts. I love them. And I'm I'm more of a traditionalist, uh, and I love them. But if you're going for the glitz and the sizzle of Vegas, this this isn't your thing, uh, by by any means. Uh, there's there's a, a train of thought where you could could have gone like absolutely out there for an All Star game in Vegas. Yeah, I mean they could have done like the 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 Welcome to Las Vegas sign on on the jersey. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean cuz cuz that's kind of what I I was anticipating them playing on the fact that it's in Vegas, maybe palm trees, things like that, but uh you know, I think it's UNLV that has has the outline of the strip on their on their basketball court, maybe right. something along those lines on the shirt. So, but yeah, I, I I like them. They're nice. How many stars are on there? I'd have to double check. Like Check that out because that's always part of uh, an all-star sweater too. Is I know it, it sounds like simple and and obvious, but a lot of stars uh, like the capital sweaters, but but with more of an all-star m- motif and an all-star theme. And uh, that's that's one thing uh, that that has always been part of my uh, standard all-star sweater. And and the other part that you could go to is the shield. I, I like the shield, the crest uh, on the front. Mm-hmm. What, what if you went with a with a New York Ranger type All Star with just like All Star down the front in in lettering? That'd be kind of cool too. I kind of think the jerseys. By the way, I I don't see any stars on the front of the shirt, mm. but uh, they're on the they're on the sh- they're shoulder? on the arms. Oh, okay, yeah. But like I I, I kind of feel like there should be a theme. Like Ryan had mentioned the the various, you know incarnations of the of the king's color schemes that they've worn and and the, the the tampa one had some neon like as far as a theme i feel like they they don't well, the reverse have one. retro is the theme but, the but theme. it's it's i think the theme should be kind of ominous i can't even say that word synonymous yeah. with synonymous yeah synonymous with the city that the all-star game parallel yeah yeah you know like like as bad as the st louis ones were it still had i think there was an arch on there and like i mentioned there were there were the trumpets and I, I, I kind of feel like maybe Vegas should have been incorporated a little bit more in the shirt, but I still like it. It's I, I would wear it. I mean, there's no doubt about it that I would wear one. Yeah, you don't look at it and go, no, Vegas. No, no. But I don't I also don't look at it and go, oh, those suck. Right. Which is which is a and, win. And, That's and, and a it's win. Got, and it's got and it's like, got staying power. It's it's again, it's it's classic, right? Like and, and I made the comment early on in the show, like if this was the all star jersey for probably any other city, I'm all in on them. I, I love them. I think they're fantastic. I I am not so much a traditionalist, but I do like traditional elements in, in jerseys and sweaters. So like I like a lot of what is going on with these jerseys. I'm just not crazy about it for the all-star game being in Vegas and 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 it's probably recency bias it's probably because the the all-star game in LA utilized 
almost every single former color that was involved with the LA Kings. And you had different elements of, of neon and going out and being kind of unique to, to Tampa. And, and as you mentioned, Chris, there were elements of, of St. Louis um, on those jerseys, even if they were terrible. Like I, I just wanted a little bit more Vegas flair at some point. I didn't need it to be, you know, hit you over the head overt about it, but maybe just utilizing the color scheme of gold and red and and steel gray in in some way for these jerseys maybe that's all it would have taken for me to to come around completely on these uh, but i mean like i'm i'm going 85 out of 100 like it's a, it's a b you know a b for me just in terms of these jerseys yeah i think i think kind of what ryan's saying and and i agree is you wouldn't look at that all-star jersey and know that it was associated with the las no. vegas all-star game and and i think that's probably the only aspect of it that's disappointing because I, I really, really like them. And I think, you know, high marks because they're, they're really sharp. But as far as just not having that Vegas sizzle. Like it, that metallic. When I watch Ashley uh, interview the players uh, at the intermission uh, and, and you get a, a up-close look at the gold sweaters. Yeah. and that, They're nice. That I, I, I've really come around it. on them. Yeah, I, I have too. And especially up close. When when you pass somebody in the stands wearing uh, one of those those sweaters or see uh, the interview uh, with Ashley uh, during the intermission and how it just pops and and shines and uh, that 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 kind of thing if you maybe an accent uh, all along the line but I, I think they're gonna they're gonna fly uh, off the shelf and if you if you want to see them up close you can obviously see them at NHL.com uh, but uh, see them up close uh, go over to the uh, Arsenal the Armory uh, check it out uh, because they I passed uh, a couple of racks of it they must have just brought them out from the back as I walked through the store uh, this morning taking my shortcut uh, up to my desk uh, we got uh, uh, VGK first rounder coming up uh, Brennan Brisson is going to join us uh, from the University of Michigan he's going to call in as uh, as I'm sure his world just erupted uh, today with with the announcement that the uh, the sophomore from the University of Michigan has been named to a Team USA and the Olympic Winter Games uh, in in Beijing, and his dad uh, was a hockey player. Uh, his dad's now uh, a super sports agent. Uh, Brennan is not uh, one that uh, hasn't been exposed to been exposed to the the star players. I, I don't know what it would take for him to. To, to leave his jaw uh, dropped and 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 shocked uh, in a, in a hockey experience because he's just been he's just been around uh, the, at the highest level with the superstars forever. Uh, I'm curious to see whether or not today was was one of those days. Yeah, I mean it, it would be hard to to think that it's not right. Like this is one of those announcements one of those moments where I, I think you're you're always going to remember exactly what you were doing and, and how it caught you um, as as you go through your your career like this is a just a big time moment for a young player uh, that's that's looking to take the next step he's 20 years old still yeah yeah he, he's just he's been on our radar uh, for so long uh, because uh, of, of the the draft process, and then uh, been producing at such a great uh, uh, pace uh, with the University of of Michigan. Uh, I, I think back and, and go for for a sophomore, uh, and he's still only twenty years old, and he won't be twenty two until till October, and and he's scoring at the level that he is. Uh, there's mm. there's a whole bunch to chew on uh, when you talk about the the game of, of Brennan Brisson. Um, 
his his coach uh, loves him as a kid. Uh, his coach loves him uh, on the power play, and his coach also loves him uh, on on five on five game. And then to be into this group uh, for an, uh, Olympic games and be uh, tabbed uh, to to go over there and and represent USA hockey. And he's done it at the, at the at the amateur level and 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 the U18s and the U20s and 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 been successful in winning the World Junior Championship. But uh, but this this opportunity it's it, i'm not sure whether it compares uh to being drafted as a first rounder in the national hockey league but uh i would think it'd be pretty darn close if not if not more exciting yeah i mean it's it's once in a lifetime right and and that's kind of the the big thing we were we were talking about with the olympics and and why it was so important for nhl players to to get an opportunity that that wanted to go and you know, you, you look at the Olympics, you look at just how how unique of a circumstance this is and how limited the opportunity becomes to to get to the Olympics within your playing career. This is this is once in a lifetime. This is big stuff. Well, the, the other side of it, uh, you mentioned once in a lifetime, and it, it makes me think, like, how many guys go to an Olympic Games without NHL participation and then go back when the NHL participates? It's usually one yeah. or the other. Sure. Uh, yeah. Owen Power, Team Canada, first overall selection uh, by Buffalo. Uh, he's he's Brendan's teammate at the University of Michigan. When when the NHL participates in in the games in Italy or the games after that, uh, I expect Owen Power to be part of, of Team Canada. He's just that good. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Brendan Brisson's that far off. And at, at the risk of putting like huge expectations on the kid when, when you're scoring <laughs> oh, the number of goals that he is in college right now, he's got, he's got 14 to 23 games and he yeah. was the top, uh, uh, top five guy last year uh, in, in production uh, with Michigan he scored double digits in his freshman uh, season. You're looking at a guy that in, in a couple of years gets his NHL feet underneath him. Does he take that next step? And he might be in, in that same category of, of representing uh, Team USA and Hockey USA uh, at Olympic Games without the NHL and then and then finding his feet uh, in, as, as a National Hockey League participant because he just scores and he scores that much. Yeah, and you, you you can't really replace experience either, right? Like you're talking about a player that right now is going to get an opportunity to go over there and experience everything that an Olympic game has to offer. And when you kind of roll it back four years from now, you're, you're looking at Team USA, you're looking at certain guys that might be able to put you over the top, and uh, you have a, a young kid that's that's essentially going to be entering his prime, you would, you would argue, that already has a games under his belt like that that is not for nothing either. So like just, just the ability to go over there and, and live through that and then, you know, kind of roll that into the next Olympic games. That's, that's a big opportunity for Brendan Brisson. You know, we're just days removed from uh, it being a year ago that he was celebrating a world junior hockey championship uh, in Edmonton mm-hmm. in that bubble. And yep. we, we think of those players as, as young, very talented, but raw, and uh, you've you've witnessed uh, a couple of players take that next step and and be able to establish themselves uh, in, in the National Hockey League. And there's the the group that's. Coming. But what what a 14 months he's had. 
Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, and you know, it, it's 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 something about young players coming into the game. It's 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 about developing the skill set. It's about you know just continuing with the the rate of progression, continuing to work on your craft. And you know, as as you look at Brisson's numbers, you mentioned the 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 ability to score 10 goals as a freshman and following it up right now in 23 games with 14 goals, 27 points. Like this is a player that is just continuing to to add the pieces to this 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 base in order to take his game to the next level. And and you know, for me like there's there's a swagger with Brendan Brisson and and I think that that comes in trusting your ability when your when your ability is to score goals and you're feeling it. It there it, it almost feels unstoppable. If you'll just allow me a second to okay. look to the future. And okay. I don't know when Brendan's going to turn pro, but I, I see this power play with Stone, with Pacioretty, and with Eichel. And you've got mm-hmm. you've got guys that just love to shoot. And then you throw in Brisson uh into the mix. And which which side's the puck gonna go to? Eichel's side? Pacioretty's <laughs> side? Uh, Brisson, who who kind of plays in and around that same area, has has just a, a wicked one timer, one of those traditional, unbelievable, hard, fast, accurate one timers. Talking yeah. the same mold as as an Ovi. He gets it, it's off, and it's in the net uh, at the college mm-hmm. college level. And and you you. Complement that with with a, a passer and net front uh, of Mark Stone, like what what uh, an unbelievable opportunity for for Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff uh, with with those players on the horizon and like Stone's just back in the lineup and, and Pacioretty's not in the lineup right now. Eagle's not in the lineup right now. Brisson's still coming mm-hmm. uh, and and this this all coming together not just this year because Brisson uh, is is still playing college, but. In, in, in years to come and whenever he decides to to turn pro. Very, very cool. And what, what the coaching staff can do with that that type of talent. Yeah, it's it's you know, you you start to kind of allow yourself and and you know, it, it started with seeing Jack Eichel on the ice and having him in the left circle with that right handed one time option and then you start to allow yourself to think about Eichel on one side, Patch Reddy on the other side, and for a Golden Knights power play that has been at times predictable. You're going to patch ready. That's what the mission objective is. Uh, you add a foil on the other side that is just as good and can get the puck to the net with with just as much accuracy and ferocity. Then all of a sudden, you you have penalty killers that are, are put into really uncomfortable situations. And then as you start to think about what's coming in the pipeline for the Vegas Golden Knights and bringing in a player or implementing and integrating a player like Brendan Brisson, who has that skill set and ability, uh, it gives you an idea that it, it, it might not just be one power play unit that has all these different weapons and tools. It could be two power play units strong for the Golden Knights that have the ability to put the puck in the back of the net in various ways. I bet you his phone is just like bombarded with messages right now. We're going to take a break. Uh, hopefully to check in with uh, Brennan Brisson of uh, USA Hockey and the Olympic uh, Winter Games uh, entry into the Beijing uh, Olympics. Uh, that's coming up the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. 
there's just fascination with this Evander Kane story around the National Hockey League. National media, local media, everybody's tracking it down. This is the latest that we know. Uh, Evander Kane and his agent have held interviews with uh, several teams uh, about potentially joining their club uh, because the San Jose Sharks have, uh, have terminated the deal. There's still some some fine tuning to go with that and cap sure. implications from the San Jose side, but he's he's not going to play for San Jose again, and he's going to be able to sign with, with another club. One of the teams was the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and everything was kind of pointing to that direction. In fact, one person did report that there was a contract in, in, in place. I haven't seen confirmation of that yet, but there is talk of uh, of a deal being in place there. Here's the holdup, though, and it's come not the 11th hour, but we're, we're past 10:15 in the uh, in the potential signing of of Evander Kane. The NHL has notified teams that it's investigating uh, Kane's crossing the border from the U.S. into Canada on the 29th uh, in violation of the the COVID protocol. What that means is if if He's investigated and deemed to be in violation. Well, it would be the second time that he's been in trouble because of COVID. He was suspended at the first 21 games of the season. If you're in the second violation of a rule, am I to right to think that the punishment will be more severe? I would, I would imagine it would be, yeah. So 21 was a hard penalty. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just eh, don't do it again and little little tap on the knuckles. Twenty one. If you're gonna up the ante there, and I would say I don't know whether this is more serious, serious uh, faking uh, or getting a, a, a false vaccination card is is pretty uh, serious in its own right. Uh-huh. But I'm yeah. like I would not expect it to be any less than thirty. This next suspension. Now you're looking at mm-hmm. the almost the rest of the season. How much yeah. does that stop teams from going down this path if they had interest in what would have been a bargain price for Evander Kane? I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like it. It should cause it should be cause for pause because, like, if you're talking about somewhere in the in the in the ballpark of thirty games, and I don't think you're wrong there. I think that's probably. Uh, on the low end of, of what that that type of suspension might be for Evander Kane, um, I, I mean you're talking about essentially the rest of the year. So you're you're more or less going to be signing Evander Kane for a playoff run, and when you're talking about a guy that hasn't played a game in all season long, um, are you are you sure? Are you certain that that's going to be um, the the time to bring him in and, and integrate him into your lineup? So I. I feel like that would be more a cause for pause than um, a lot of teams probably initially gave it uh, gave it credit for because you're, you're talking about not being able to use the asset until it, it really really matters and, and you're talking about you know winning seven game series so um, I do think it would be something that some teams would would pause on a bit but I still think that that some teams would take the the risk in that situation. Then you have the grievance uh, that the NHLPA filed Mm -hmm. uh, because of the the termination of the deal uh, of his contract and three years left. Uh, I don't know whether that has to be sorted out before he can sign any type of uh, deal. Agreeing in principle and then signing the deal are are two different things. The other part to this is, can Kane be suspended without a contract? 
So if he if he doesn't Ooh. have a contract, does the National Hockey League have the ability to lay down that 35-game suspension? Or does he need to have a sign a deal with a team and then the suspension comes? And if you're the team, how do you sign him without, like at this stage, the start of the season different because there's so much sure. runway. Yeah. But yeah. at this stage, if if he gets, say it's double that, he may not play into the playoffs. And th- there's there's a whole chicken and egg scenario that, that could play out here. I'll have to find out whether you can actually uh, suspend somebody that's not that doesn't have an active contract. Sometimes you can be suspended and your contract runs out and then you still have mm-hmm. to serve that suspension when you come back. Marty McSorley was kind of uh, under that uh, that umbrella. But I'm not sure about this case. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Like the, the, whole, the whole saga surrounding Evander Kane and, and what certain teams might do is fascinating. And, you know, you, you look at right now for the Edmonton Oilers, like they've got... They played 34 games, so there are 48 games left in the regular season of the Edmonton Oilers. If you're talking about somewhere in the ballpark of 30 to 40 games on a suspension, that gives you a real good indication that you're you're looking at maybe, maybe 8 to 10 games, assuming that that's kind of the ballpark that we're talking about in the regular season before gearing up for a playoff run. Like, you know, if, if you're going, if that's going to be the case, you want to get this done expeditiously so that you can still get the player into regular season games. And if this wears, you know, drags on for a week or two, then you're talking about maybe not even, maybe not even being able to dress the first couple of games in the playoffs. Uh, mentioned uh, the emergency backup uh, goaltending situation that we have going tonight. Uh, expand on that a little bit. Kyle Shapiro uh, will be the emergency backup for the Devils. Uh, that's going on right now against the Islanders. He's a 28-year-old. He's the uh, Devils regular e-bug. Uh, signed to the amateur contract and he'll back up John Gillies and is backing up John Gillies tonight. What's interesting about that? Well, it's always fascinating when Nebug goes in, but John Gillies was in the ECHL this year. Uh, top prospect when he was drafted uh, for, the, for the Calgary Flames, uh, but has, has has bounced around a little bit lately. He was signed when St. Louis ran into all their goaltending situations with injuries and COVID. And then when they got people back healthy, he was shipped off to the New Jersey Devils, and now he's the starter with an e-bug <laughs> of backing him up. Uh, Devils goaltenders Mackenzie Blackwood and uh, uh, Schmid are in NHL COVID protocol right now. Bernier's got the hip, and uh, Nico Dawes is uh, an undisclosed uh, injury right now. So it's uh, Gillies, who started the year in the ECHL, and then uh, we've got an e-bug in, in Kyle Shapiro. Uh, tonight. Uh, that's the story on the e-bug side of things. As we uh, slide over to uh, one of our main stories today, the NHL All-Star rosters have been announced and uh, just before that USA Hockey revealed its lineup uh, for the Olympic Winter Games in Beijing and included on that is uh, Vegas Golden Knight first round pick uh, Brennan Brisson who joins us now on the VGK Insider Show. What did your phone do this afternoon? Uh, um... Well, yeah, obviously, you know, it's such a great honor to play for Team USA whenever you get to represent the country. But, you know, growing up, you always watch the Olympics. And, you know, whether it's, you know, the Miracle Team on Ice, that one back then, you know, Michael Phelps, uh, you know, all those U.S. memories that you make as a kid, just, you know, finding out that you can go to the Olympics anytime is 
such a surreal feeling. And, you know, for me to be able to do that at 20 years old, I know, uh, is pretty, you know, heartwarming. And just looking back, it's such a grateful experience. And uh, you know, I just can't wait. And, uh, you know, getting support from all my friends and families through texts and calls today was, uh, you know, something super special. Anybody that uh, that we recognize uh, give you a text uh, that might stand out to us? Uh, yeah, a bunch of the, you know, the staff been texting me and, you know, been, uh, you know, with me along this uh, last couple of days here when the word started to get out. And, you know, just uh, you know, I'm grateful for all of them, you know, keeping up with me. And, uh, yeah, so that's it so far. I mean, I don't know the roster came out a couple hours ago, so. I'm sure uh, you know I'll be hearing a little bit more. Brendan Brisson's with us, a sophomore at the University of Michigan, just ripping it up in the NCAA this year. A first-round pick of the Vegas Golden Knights and has been named to Team USA uh, for the Olympic Winter Games. So when did you get the inkling uh, that this was a possibility uh, of joining uh, Team USA for 2022? Uh, you know, when I was back home in uh, Los Angeles over break, when we heard, when I saw the news about how uh, the NHL is not sending those guys to, you know, Beijing, obviously, you know, it's uh, a little heartbreaking for those guys. And uh, but right away, I thought of those, you know, it was an opportunity for me to go represent my country and play for, you know, the Olympic team. And uh, when I like really found out that they were looking at college guys. Uh, you know, at the end, I, I knew I was going to be there. I knew I was going to do whatever it takes, you know, to earn a spot on that team. And uh, I found out after I found out Sunday after my game, and you know, words couldn't describe how you know excited I was. And I got to go there with uh, you know my teammate Maddie Beniers and yeah. just a bunch of guys that I grew up playing with on teams. You know, some guys from my World Junior. Uh, experience are going there as well and uh you know it's such a great group of group of guys and i can't wait to meet new people and uh yeah i'm just really excited how did you find out um so actually uh vegas will nickel he was you know at the game and we've been talking about we were talking about it kind of you know throughout the week and we didn't really you know, hear much about, you know, official word. I don't think anyone really did. And he actually knew about it, but he didn't tell me. And uh, <laughs> right after that, I was, you know, putting my suit on. It was just me and Owen Power in the uh, dry stall changing room. And I got looked at my phone. I got a text from John Van Beesbrook, the GM of the team, you know, that I got selected for the team. And <laughs> I've already known, like, Owen was going to go. So, you know, we just kind of gave each other a hug. And, then I called Will back. I was like, he knew. So it was kind of funny. It's a little funny moment. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Brandon Brisson's with us, Vegas School tonight's first rounder, and now tapped to represent USA Hockey at the Olympic Winter Games in Beijing. It's the BGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know, Brandon, like when, when you got the news, like can you compare that moment to, say, being drafted by the Vegas Golden Knights? Like how, how does that compare or does it compare at all? Uh, I mean, you know, there's three moments just throughout my hockey career that I've been, you know, just so ecstatic and so, <laughs> actually four, I would say, you know, when I got the opportunity to come to Michigan, uh, you know, that was just kind of the first beginning of just, wow, you know, I'm going to 
be playing for Michigan and then getting drafted by the Knights was, I mean, looking back, that was definitely just, I was at a loss of words. I mean, all of these, I'm at a loss of words. You know, you just work so hard throughout your career, you know, your youth days, you know, skipping field trips, skipping days at school to, for hockey. And, you know, at, you just look back at those moments when, you know, these moments pop up in your life. And then after that, definitely, you know, winning gold with Team USA at the World Juniors. And then, you know, finding out I got a chance to go play for Olympic medal. And, uh, yeah, so those four definitely are, you know, my four pillars so far. And, you know, hopefully when I get into Vegas, there's a lot more pillars that come along the way. Uh, he is at the University of Michigan, a sophomore season, and uh, he's uh, piling up the goals there. And the next step will be uh, heading over to the Olympic Winter Games in Beijing. Brandon Brisson is with us on the BGK Insider Show. It's where the uh, the players hang out uh, right here in Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Valley. Uh, what's what's your schedule now, and uh, and what happens leading up to and then heading overseas? Yeah, so we play tomorrow against Penn State, and on Saturday at home and then next weekend we got uh minnesota and minnesota and then after that we got wisconsin for two games in wisconsin and then uh we'll be heading to you know me and maddie will be heading to uh beijing for home i think it's to the 22nd and then after that we got a quick turnaround quick hopefully not too jet lagged we got uh you know notre dame and notre dame i think two days after the olympics is over and then, you know, we get a week break and we go right into Big Ten playoffs. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, if our team does what we're supposed to do, you know, yeah. win the Big Ten would be amazing. And then uh, go play for a national uh, title. What, uh, like, will you get to practice with your Olympic teammates before you get to Beijing? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know, you know, uh, the North American guys, I think we're, we're actually going to be meeting up in Los Angeles and hopefully practicing at, you know, the home rink that I grew up playing in and staying in Manhattan Beach, El Segundo, where I grew up my whole life. And, you know, that's where I go back home in the summers, go back home for breaks. And which is, you know, it's actually kind of special for me. You know, I get to see, I don't know if I'll be able to see them, but just being close to my family, my grandparents, it's going to be pretty cool. Brian Bersan is with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Brendan, like the ultimate goal with the Olympics is is to go over there, and represent your country, and and hopefully bring back a gold medal or, or a medal of any kind. Individually, though, do you have any any goals that you're setting for yourself going over to Beijing? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's you know I've been thinking about it, and uh, it's really the first time that I got to play against you know men like professional players. Like at the World Juniors, I was playing against the best talent around the you know, the world that's my age. And, you know, in college, I'm playing guys that are, you know, older than me, up to like 25, 26. But uh, it's going to be the first time I get to play against, you know, men and professional players. So I feel like it's going to be a really good test for me to see how I do, you know, and how it's going to transition for, you know, into the pro level. And it's going to be, you know, it's, I'm, I, I know it's probably going to be a lot different and I'm going to adapt to it. I know I am, and uh, you know, I feel like just being in locker room with guys that have played in the NHL and guys that you know are playing pro in Europe and Russia, uh, for all the college guys, it's going to be a really great experience, and you know, it's just going to make 
me better when I do make that jump to go play in Vegas. A uh, couple of questions here, just Olympic-wise. Uh, were you in Vancouver? Uh, I yeah, were, I, I was we in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was there with my brother and my, you know, my parents, and I just remember, you know, Crosby's goal. Obviously, you know, I'm going there to represent the U.S., but I think any young player remembers that moment. It was something special. And it uh, sounds like you're you're an Olympic geek. I'm an Olympic geek. Uh, give me your one of your favorite memories or something. It doesn't have to be hockey, but uh, uh, that you think about. You mentioned Phelps. Uh, that that when you when you sat around and watched summer or winter Olympics. Yeah. So I mean, obviously the you know the number one goal is to win a gold medal, and just you know watching the Miracle on Ice movie and seeing all those guys you know do what they had to do for their country is something special but that was way before my time and uh you know this this athlete's not a American but you know my favorite Olympic athlete probably of all time is Usain Bolt I mean I, I remember whenever he came on the screen just not only like how many records records he was breaking just you know his energy and his empathy for how much he loved you know going out representing his country Jamaica just really fired me up even though I have nothing to do with Jamaica and I was rooting for them <laughs> and so yeah just you know I love Sean White as well and uh actually when I was driving here the beginning of the year my sophomore season with my mom from the airport we were watching Olympic highlights for 40 minutes just I literally just thought about that now not only not even thinking and you know one of the things we were watching was uh uh, Usain Bolt, you know, Michael Phelps, and Sean White. So those three are definitely, you know, my big big three looking back when I was younger on who was, I was most excited to watch in the Olympics. And when you were watching that video, Brennan, like this wasn't even on the radar because the NHL no. was going. Yeah, it wasn't even on the radar. I mean, just such a quick turnaround. And, uh, you know, I'm just, like I said earlier, I just can't wait. Uh, you've worn the Team USA sweater before. Uh, you've got the tracksuit, uh, everything, the gold medal at the World Junior Championship, but now those rings are going to be attached, and uh, I can't wait uh, to hear uh, your experience and, and what you go through. Uh, congratulations on it. Uh, continued success at U of M, uh, but uh, that Beijing uh, trip that's coming up. Will you watch Miracle uh, one more time before you go? Uh, I think I will. Yeah. Most definitely I will. I mean... <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't think it would be. A, I would. I don't think it would be a bad idea to watch it as a team. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. It's 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 only like a thirteen hour, fourteen hour flight. So I think you've got some some <laughs> yeah, time to get yeah, over yeah. there. Uh, really appreciate. It. I know you're jammed. Uh, you've you've taken uh, some some quality time uh, out of your day and uh, family and teammates uh, to spend some time with the audience in, in Las Vegas. We really appreciate it and and best of luck. We'll be cheering you on. No, oh, yeah, thank you. I mean, any time for you know the Vegas fans and. Can't wait to be there and uh, got to finish the job at Michigan. Yeah. And then, you know, just can't wait to be there. So uh, thank you for having me. And, yeah, I'm just excited and can't wait to represent Vegas at the, you know, the Olympics. Send me a note. Let me know what the bet is between you and Owen. <laughs> yeah. Owen. <laughs> uh, be good, Brennan. Thanks, pal. All right. Yeah. Have a good one. There's good. Bye. There's uh, Brendan Brisson, a first round pick of the Vegas School of the Knights, and is on his way to the Olympic Winter Games in Beijing. Like it's just, yeah, he's also, just oozing excitement there and raw emotion. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's awesome. It's just it's really awesome to to kind of get to have that conversation with this so new, so raw. And uh, and you can see the general uh, excitement that uh, Brendan Brisson has to represent his country at Beijing. We will be back uh, with Catching Up with Chapman next. The Olympics to Catching Up with Chapman. Never thought I'd say that before. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Oh, Chapman. Yeah. Didn't leave you much time today. I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. So I'm going I'm to make it quick. So we were talking about guys who it's rare for players to play in the Olympics as a college player and then as an NHL player. Yeah. Seems like a lot of American, well, not a lot, but it's my guess is it would be more American players. So I did a little quick research. Keith Kachuk, Chris yeah. Chelios, Mike Richter all played in the Olympics from uh, Sarajevo up until Albertville as college players and then were members of the 98 Olympic team in Nagano. However, this one's interesting. Pat LaFontaine, who was on that 98 Nagano team, played in the 84 Sarajevo games as a junior mm-hmm. player. So that's pretty cool from the QMJHL. You know who else played in those uh, 84 games? A lot of people. Darren Elliott. Really? Yeah. I, I hear Sarajevo is a cool place. I, I'd, I'd like to check it out. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, great Olympic tie-in as well. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show. Thank you.